Welcome to Heart Space, a digital space to nourish the heart. My name is Marilyn, and I'll be your host today. When we are young, we often get posed the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? It's common to have goals and aspirations, but it's also very encouraged. But there is a fine line that society seems to abuse, a line that is often manipulated into our lives without us even knowing. Today, I hope we can create a movement as we dive into the parallels of the human experience. So why is it common to hear kids answer that question with careers and jobs as opposed to responding with words like loved, happy, or free? Society has become fixated on the things you have to offer to the world and system rather than the things you can offer yourself and those around you. We see it more than ever as the age of social media has blossomed rapidly into our lifestyles. As things continue to prosper, I can only hope that our awareness of its effects are being more and more appropriated and talked about with concern and diligence. The most common question in a group setting or social interaction is, what do you do? I refuse to believe this is the best we can do. We cannot be blind to what we have allowed ourselves to become. As human beings, we have so many layers to ourselves that push us into a box just to find a place in the world. We are so much more than just what we do. I invite you to change your relationship with your ideas on who you are. Maybe you answer with your job because you're too afraid to face the truth that might come out if you answer that question head on. Maybe you've worked so hard on getting that job or career or success, but I urge you to know why. Why did you want this job or title so bad? Maybe you grew up like most of us, with the idea that if we don't become something, then we are nothing. Or maybe you grew up with the idea that you have to hustle for your worth, that you have to hustle to be approved in this day and age. I'm not discrediting jobs or passions. No, I think it's beautiful to have the ambition, discipline, and desire to dream and live out your life. I just don't want you to fall into the capitalistic trap of that being your life. Because yes, a part of life may be what you do, but the most important part of life is how you make other people feel, or how you make yourself feel. Your worth isn't something to be fought for or accredited by economic or educational metrics. Your worth isn't something you have to earn with a diploma or or stature. Your worth and value is on the inside. It's not and should never be found in the opinion of others. We need to fill our youth with who they can be on the inside. We can teach them that life doesn't have to be taboo, that they can be generous, patient, loving, and bold, that they can make others feel inspired, courageous, or seen. Life doesn't have to be about getting a paycheck after paycheck. It's about making your friends laugh and falling in love with the wind in your hair, or how the sound of your favorite song frees you to dance like no one else is watching. 
I don't want to affirm people by what they do in life. I want to affirm people by the depth of their hearts. Sometimes it's easy to get caught up in doing what you think you're supposed to do, or even even doing what you want to do. But please take time to think about the true meaning behind it. Don't let what you do take control of who you could be. Get in the habit of learning about yourself and who you are and fall in love with the flaws and beauty that is to be human. The more you can cultivate yourself, the easier it will be to do something that is actually worth your while. The easier it'll be to know your true identity and not let it become this malleable appeal to the general population. Not everyone's path will look the same. And if it is, I would question it. Grow into who you are, and what you do will reflect that. Figure out who you really are, even if it might feel scary. Oftentimes, we attach ourselves to our accomplishments as a sense of identity. We've grown up in a world that is constantly telling us what and how to be. Dismantle the idea that you are not enough by just being you. There is no hierarchy of worth despite what the world wants you to believe. Accomplishments are assets to who we are, but not the end-all or be-all. We evolve throughout life. That may mean changing paths, changing careers, changing your purpose, and that is okay. Your life doesn't have to succumb to one vision or one purpose. We can have many. In fact, I think it's more authentic to have many passions in life. Yet, society tells us otherwise. You're unstable if you change your major for the third time, or you should just focus on one thing at a time. We are many things as we grow and learn. It's best to shift perspective and say, how can I live in a way that is purposeful to me and to others? Not everything you're good at has to make money or become successful. Do things with love, and they will add value to your life. Don't do things you love to add value to your life. Where you are in life and where you aren't doesn't define you. It isn't your identity. It isn't the scale to measure who you could be either. What will define you is your outtake on it. So maybe you're waiting tables at night and going to castings during the day. It only takes away who you are if you let it. Ground yourself in being without the job titles. Focus on who you are when you're doing the things that make you feel alive, even if that's after the 9 to 5. We all face identity physically, but more catastrophically, we face it digitally as well. I'm a proud millennial and a pioneer for futurism, all the while I'm preserving the past and hanging on to the origins of what is really important. I think this dichotomy stems from the way our lives have enveloped itself and becoming constantly exposed and constantly about stating your opinions. I love that we all have a way of using our voices and the freedom in sayings or doing what we want, but when are we going to worry about consequences? We wake up and the first thing we do is pick up the phone 
The simplest of things are becoming irrelevant because our brains are continuously being wired to fixate on saturated and virtual things. We exchange authentic happiness for a binary one. Our digital identity has impacted our brains in ways that has never been seen before. Our thinking transitions from enjoying real-life moments to how can I represent my life in a way that not only pleases me, but others? We have followers as the illusions of friends and communities. Our identity is being manipulated through the intention of likes and comments making us attention addicts. As long as we are able to curate our identity, we have detached ourselves from the reality of who we really are and replaced it with who we want to appear to be. I believe I saw this around um, uh, an article that said, with the rate of social media, digital identity doesn't seem to be slowing down. It's crucial to be aware of it. And I personally fall victim of this as well because my generation was the first to really grow into it. I have been online since I was 16 years old. Whether it's Facebook, MySpace, Tumblr, Formspring, or Instagram, it has truly affected so many people. I say this to say I don't just bring these topics up because of gain or trend. I bring them up usually because they are the things I relate or have been on my heart to speak on. We live in a world that idolizes desires and hyperconsumption. We are constantly thinking, what can I attain? What can I get out of life? And I know it's cheesy to state, but that's just not the way you should identify yourself with. Material things and the hyper-reality that exists today isn't something we need to put on a pedestal as a barometer to our well-being. A lot of times, social media gives us the illusion that we are not only active in a part of people's lives because we see their stories or read their captions, but the truth is, hyperreality is getting hard to be harder to be distinguished. We think we know these people, but in reality, we don't. We think we are these filters, and then when we look in the mirror, we're not. We think our page is an extended version of ourselves, and that may be true, but who can really be identified by a series of premeditated photos? When I moved to LA, which was a new city to me, I had the epiphany of what I attached myself to when it came to identity. Since I was a small fish in a big pond, no one knew me. No one knew what I did or could even do. It was a fresh slate. So I had to be very patient with myself while I navigated through the season of who I really am without my city my family, my community of people, my art, my reputation, etc. I learned to be patient with myself and had to honestly face the reality of who I was in that moment in my life and who I really wanted to become. I worked a lot on myself in understanding the life I really wanted to live without the fancy accolades. Learning is a beautiful thing if you give yourself grace to. So be cautious and mindful with who and what you identify with. And know that there is more to life than what we're born thinking there is. With that being said, I'll leave you with this note. 
Here are just a few things that helped me with my identity. One, giving myself grace and time to dig out the process that was instilled in me through trauma, survival tactics, or simply the hustle hierarchy of life. Learn as much as you can and be patient in the process of your unraveling. Two, self-care helped me a lot. So easy to get caught in the rut of life, but when you have those moments of separation, it can really speak volumes to your spirit. Moments of self-care to me was reading the Bible and praying about what God thought of me rather than what the world or my own humanness thought of me. And three, lastly, exploration. Allow yourself to explore. Identity isn't something that I can associate with labels or groups or parties or sexuality or anything like that. Just be. It doesn't have to happen overnight. And remember, you're a journey, not a destination.